Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste. And this evening we're on page 101 uh, of the Shiva Advanced Puja, and we left off by putting a smiley face on the coconut. You know, in the Devi Mandir, we have the happiest coconuts anywhere in the world. In fact, you look at any of our coconuts and they'll just smile at you. And the Chandra Bindu Yantra is actually the half moon with a Bindu, a Chandra and a Bindu. And that's the top of the Om in the little hat up there. It says, I got a happy face. Uh, I'm really pleased to be doing what I'm doing. And the Bindu stands for the one point where Ishwar with God is, has come into manifested existence. And the Chandra, the Ardha Chandra, we call it, the uh, half moon, it stands for the infinite of, of consciousness. So consciousness is infinity and I am one with God. And that's the Chandra Bindu that sits on top of the Om or on the on top of the Anuswar the sound of an atom, and uh, we just put that with Sindhu right on our coconut, and so that coconut is sitting there smiling at us. And now we're going to offer that coconut some kumkum. And there's a little difference from the, between the Sindur and the Kumkum. And actually, there are all kinds of different varieties of Sindur and Kumkum. And there, uh, there's Abhir, and there are all kinds of red powders. We get to play a lot. You know, it's like a kid in a candy store. You get all these little bowls of powders, and uh, mom says, take a powder, and you do. Uh, so you put the kumkum on and say, you are being adorned with this divine red powder. It's kumkum powder, and which is made more beautiful by the love we share with you and is so pleasing. So we remember we have Kanti, and we have Prem. And Prem says, I love you. And Kanti says, because I love you, you're even more beautiful. <laughs> the love is enhanced. Uh, in fact, we, we called Medas Muni the intellect enhanced by the love, as compared with Buddhi. Well, you have the same thing in Prem and Kanti. Uh, so you have uh, this frame is it's more beautiful because by the love we share with you and it is so pleasing. Enjoy it. Uh, receive the coil. Oh Lord, when we present this red powder, be pleased, O Supreme Ruler of all, with this offering of red-colored powder. Oh, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And I usually, I put the smiley face in Sindur and I put the kumkum on his head and we get a well-adorned coconut when we're done. You are being adorned with this beautiful divine piece of sandalwood ground to a paste which is so pleasing and it's cooling and it's refreshing and it's fragrant and I'm offering you this refreshment and this cooling, nourishing, fragrant refreshment. Please accept this offering of sandal paste, O paste, oh, supreme sovereign of all the gods with the offering of sandal paste. Om, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And now some turmeric, uh, some haldi. And it, it says, O oh Lord, you are being gratified by this turmeric, the giver of comfort and beauty. When you are worshipped like this, then you must bestow upon us the greatest peace. With the offering of turmeric, Om, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. 
And now we have a well-adorned coconut sitting on a pot full of consciousness. The waters we've collected from all the holy places of pilgrimage all around the world. We've taken all the purity and all the clarity. We put it into the pot. We adorned the pot with a coconut. We adorned the coconut with different powders and unguents and fragrances and now we're going to give him a bunch amritasnan and we'll give him oh we did that last night I some of you may have seen uh, we washed him with milk which is pure white the infinity of consciousness and yogurt which is solidified and became a form so it's the individual form of consciousness ghee in Sanskrit we use the term grit and grit means illumination. So when you offer ghee into the fire, you're not only offering the physical substance into, of ghee, clarified butter, into the fire, but you're offering my illumination into her illumination, making a greater illumination. And Agni, the fire, takes all the illumination and enhances it with his love and makes it even bigger and better. And every time you offer the ghee, the fire shoots up and everybody is pleased. So the, you have the infinity of consciousness consciousness uh, with the milk and individualized consciousness with the yogurt and illumination with the ghee and modu is honey uh, which gives nourishment and shakar is sugar which gives sweetness and now we've got a real bath with five nectars. These are the five nectars. Just like when you offer the five lights to the goddess, you're saying that my five senses are filled with light. I'm offering you my illumination in the same way I am bathing you with the infinity of consciousness, individualized consciousness, illumination, nourishment, and sweetness. That's the bath that she likes to take. So here's the offering of milk coming from the ocean of being, the fulfiller of all desires, grantor of supreme bliss to all souls, for the motive, Hetu, uh, uh, for the motive, ah, Hetu Yascha, uh, for the motive of purifying and sanctifying this holy union, we request you to accept this bath with this offering of milk for your bath Om. I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. Derived from, the, from milk, from the ocean of being, sweet and pleasing like the glow of the moon. Let these curds, this yogurt, this dahi, uh, eternally be our ambassador as we request you to accept this bath with this offering of yogurt for your bath. Oh, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And now we're giving the ghee freshly prepared from the ocean of being, causing all fulfillment. With all, we offer this delightful ghee, the clarified butter, and request you to accept this bath with this offering of ghee for your bath. Om, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. Prepared from flowers of the ocean of being, enjoyable as the sweetest of the sweet, causing the fire of divine nourishment to burn swiftly. We request you to accept this bath with this offering of honey for your bath. Om, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. 
and the sugar. So we've got the infinite consciousness in the milk and the individual consciousness in the yogurt. And we've got illumination in the ghee. We've got nourishment in the honey. Let's give her our sweetness to Shiva prepared uh, uh, from the lake of sugar cane, from the ocean of being, which causes the nourishment of sugar to give divine protection from all impurity. We request you to accept this bath with this offering of sugar for your bath. Om. I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. Now let's mix them all together. Pai Tam Cheva. Moducha shakara yutam, panchamritam ayadatam, grihanitwang sureshwara, milk, curd, ghee, and then honey and sugar mixed together. These five nectars are our ambassador as we request you to accept this bath. Om, with this offering of five nectars for your bath, Om, we bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And now we'll offer some scented oil. We use a little rose water instead. Uh, it's just a, a proper two to add a little flavor. Uh, with various smelling ingredients, as well as the scent of sandal, we offer you this scented oil, O oh Lord, with this offering of scented oil. Oh, my bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And here is a, a, a perfume, a fragrance. Gandadharandurashan, niti pushtang, eternally nourishing. Niti pushtang She is the cause of the scent, which is the door to religious ecstasy. Unconquerable, never failing, continually nurturing for all time. May we never tire from calling that manifestation of the highest respect, Shri, <laughs> the supreme goddess of all existence. Remember, Shri means Sha means Shanti, Ra means your mind, E means your heart. The highest respect is to pay attention, to offer pure peace in your mind, in your heart, when you look or listen or perceive any perception. With this offering of scented bath, Om, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And now let's wash up all the goopies with water. Uh, please accept the waters from the Ganga, Jamana, Godavari, Saraswati, Narmadad, Sindhu, Kaveri, which have been provided for your bath. With this offering of Ganges bath waters, Om, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. Remember the Ganga is Ira, the, uh, the Pingala is Jamana, all the other five uh, senses are represented by the five uh, rivers, the seven rivers. The land of the seven rivers is a title for Bharat, and it's also the seven rivers which inundate and irrigate this land, the land of where the light of wisdom always shines. So now let's uh, dress her up with, or dress Shiva with a cloth uh, to take away the cold and the wind and to fully protect your modesty. We adorn your body with this cloth and thereby find the greatest of peace. With this offering of wearing apparel, oh my bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness and a sacred thread. Oh, 
Yakyo Pavitam Paramam Pavitram. We, who with the sacred thread of the highest purity is given by Prajapati, the Lord of creation, for the greatest facility, you bring life and illuminate the greatness of liberation. Oh, sacred thread, let your strength be of radiant light. Hey, Mr. Sacred Thread, you got to remind me <laughs> what this means <laughs> all the time. Make your strength be of radiant light. Continually alert me to the qualities of a Brahmin. Shamadama tapasocham. Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity of mind and body, patience and forgiveness, sincerity and honesty, wisdom, knowledge, and self-realization are the natural activities of a Brahman. And that's why I have these nine threads combined into this sacred thread. It became sacred because I got two births. One birth from the womb of mother, and the other birth, the second birth, from the womb of wisdom. And that was the investiture with the sacred thread, reminding me that these nine qualities are the Brahma Karmaswa Bhavajam. They are the intrinsic nature, the natural disposition of a knower of God. With nine desirable threads all united together, exemplifying the three gunas, or the three qualities of harmony of our deity, that's all the threes are in harmony, Oma, Satarajatama, Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshwar, thank you gentlemen, Aing, Ring, Kling, and etc. Ityadi, all these threes are united together. This sacred thread will be our ambassador. It goes from me to God, and it goes from God back to me. And he says, hey, wake up, dummy. you got to remember, who are you and what are you doing? Uh, with this offering of a sacred thread, oh, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And now I'm going to give a rudraksha. Uh, just single one with the Thrambakam Mantra. We adore the father of the three worlds of excellent fame, grantor of increase, as a cucumber is released from its bondage to the stem, so may we be freed from death to dwell in immortality. With this offering of Rudraksha, Om, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. Just, uh, I know, just like the cucumber frees itself from all bondage, you just come along the farmer and clip him at the stem. Uh, in the same way, uh, when we go, when God comes to the garden and says, uh, are there any sadhus who want to come and be with me? We'd say, yes, me, take me. When I lived in uh, Rishikesh, uh, back in the 70s, I had a garden of genda flowers, uh, um, the marigolds, you call them. Uh, and uh, I, would, I had a lot of fun in my garden. I, I planted 108 hibiscus trees around the border of the garden, and I had a red hibiscus flowers and yellow and orange uh, marigold flowers. And every night I would take my hose and my bell. And I would go out into the garden, and I'd ring the bell, and I'd chant the mantras, and I'd squirt every flower and every plant individually. And, you know, they used to call it the ding-dong ashram. Uh, 
<laughs> they could hear my bell all the way up in the bazaar. Uh, so anyway, every morning I would go out into the garden with my basket and said, I'm going to make puja now. Who wants to go to the puja? And every flower would say, take me, take me. And I had a hard time deciding who got to get to go to God. So just like the cucumbers plucked from the stem and released from all bondage and he's free to be an offering and a nourishment and, and communicate his highest essence and be the best he can possibly become. In the same way, so may we be freed from death to dwell in immortal bliss. That's our prayer. With this offering of Rudraksha, Om, oh, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. Offer a mala, wear the one, offer the one you're wearing yourself. We'll offer him a new one. Offer one and then take it and wear it. And give him a new one. Give another one. Yeah. Om, oh, my rosary, the great limitation of consciousness and great measurement of consciousness. You make me pay attention. You limit my consciousness, my awareness, because I arrested my wandering mind. The intrinsic nature, all of the energy of the universe is the intrinsic nature contained within this mala. Fulfilling the four desires of men, give us the attainment of your perfection, dharma, artha, kama, moksha, we've talked about it many times. Dharma is the ideal of perfection. Each one of us wants to manifest an ideal of perfection. Artha are the resources necessary to achieve that ideal and to maintain it. Kama is the, 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 the dissolution of all other desires so that I don't have to leave my dharma in order to pursue some tangential uh, exploit and go on tour again. And when those three are completed, that's moksha, that's self-realization or otherwise called liberation. So you fulfill the four desires of men. Give us the attainment of your perfection. Hey, you're pretty perfect, Mr. Mala. Would you please give that perfection to me? Let me pay attention to you and let me forget about the rest of the world. With this offering of a mala, um, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. Now some grains of rice. Akshat, oh great Lord, please accept these grains of rice spotlessly clean, bestowing the fruit of liberation and give us a spotlessly clean mind. With this offering of grains of rice, oh my bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. Flower garland, oh we offer you this garland of flowers with spiraling lotuses, other flowers and leaves. Be pleased to accept it, O ruler of the gods, with the offering of a garland of flowers. Om, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And now we're going to offer one special flower. This is your flower sheaf. I brought it just from the garden, just for you. I know it was a difficult decision which flower would I offer to you, but I finally made my choice known. And here is your flower, Malika di Sukandini. Various flowers such as Malika, and we decided Malika is jasmine. Uh, and others of excellent scent are being offered to you, our Lord. All these flowers.
powers have come from the devotion of our hearts for your worship. Be pleased to accept them with this offering of flowers. Oh, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And now I'm going to establish stillness within my pot. And this is Leili Hanamudra. And I'm going to stick out or point. And oftentimes, you see, he's sticking out. Well, there he is pointing. <laughs> and I say, all the places of pilgrimage, as well as all of the gods, all are placed within this container. Oh, multitude of gods be within. Stums, things, dear, oh, baba, pat. Uh, be still in the gross body, be still in the subtle body, be still in the causal body, quickly taking in this energy and shining forth as the holder of wealth. Oh, divine fire becoming abundant, destroy the current of rubbish from the face of this earth. <laughs> all the negativity, all the garbage, all the rubbish, all, put it in the dustbin, <laughs> in deference to my British friends. <laughs> and I'm going to perform the Pran Pratishta, Om, oh the infinite beyond concession, Ung, it's the beginning, the first vowel of the alphabet, Ung, uh, consciousness. That's Narayan's Bija, Maya, Ring, Chrome, the cause of movement of the subtle body to perfection and beyond, the path of fulfillment, control, subtle illumination, one with the earth, emancipation, the soul of peace, the soul of delight, the soul of unity, all this is I, perfection, consciousness, this is I. Oh, my bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness, you are the life of this life. Om the infinite beyond conception, creation, the first letter, consciousness, maya, the cause of the movement of the subtle body to perfection and beyond, the path of fulfillment, control, subtle illumination, one with the earth, emancipation, the soul of peace, the soul of delight, the soul of unity, all this is I, perfection, infinite consciousness, this is I. Oh, my God of the consciousness of infinite goodness, you are situated in this life or in this individual consciousness. This is you. I am awakening. I'm making pratishta of the prana. I'm awakening, establishing the life within. I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. You are all these organs of action and knowledge. I've got five organs of action, upper appendages, lower appendages, tongue, reproductive organ, and anus. And I have five or, or organs of knowledge, they're called the five senses. Eyes, ears, nose, mouth, tongue, and skin. And you're that, all of them. They, they belong to you. You just let me use them. And we share the information they give us. 
And you put that flower there on the altar. You'll see where we place it when we perform the puja. Oh, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. You are all these vibrations, the mind, sound, eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and the life force bring forth infinite peace and establish it forever. Not just for this puja, forever. I am one with God. And now I'm going to establish you in my fingers. Nang, in the thumb I bow. Oh my, in the forefinger I am one with God. Um shing, in the middle finger, purify. Um bong, in the ring finger, cup the ego. Um ya, in the little finger, ultimate purity. And then roll hand over hand, forwards and backwards, and clap. Um namah shivaya. I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness with the weapon of virtue. Om namah shivaya. Om Nang in their heart I bow. Om Ma on the top of the head I am one with God. Om Sing on the back of the head purify. Om Bong crossing both arms cut the ego. Om Yam Nitra Trayaya in the three eyes I bow to Yah. In the, with the ultimate purity roll hand over hand forwards and back reciting Karolpa Karprishtabhyamgastraya Pat Om I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness with the weapon of virtue. Om. I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. Oh, I bow to Nam in the north, I bow to Ma in the east, I bow to Shim in the south, I bow to Bomb in the west, I bow to Yah in the southwest, I bow to Nam in the northeast, I bow to Ma in the southeast, I bow to Shim in the southwest, I bow to Bomb looking up, and I bow to Yah looking down. Oh, Namo Shivaya, you are everywhere and there is nowhere you are not. And remember the priest got so mad with the sadhu, he said, don't point your feet towards Shiva. And the sadhu said to the priest, show me where Shiva is not and I won't put my feet in that direction. I bow to that universal consciousness in the thumb. I bow to Ma. I bow to the fearless one in the forefinger. I bow to Sim. I bow to the birth of time or true existence in the middle finger. I bow to Bong. I bow to the beloved deity in the ring finger. Om Ya. I bow to the Lord of all in the little finger. Om Namah I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And now I'm going to offer him eight flowers. Oh, may they can push on With these scented flowers, oh, my bow to the image of all earth in the east. With these scented flowers, oh, my bow to the image who is full of water in the northeast. With these scented flowers, oh, my bow to the image of the divine fire, the light of meditation who takes away the suffering of alls in the south, in the north. Oh, with these scented flowers, oh, my bow to the image of wind who is fierce and blowing as he pleases in the northwest. Bayou stands for liberation. He blows as he pleases. Oh, with these scented flowers, oh my, bow to the image of ether who is fearless in the west. Oh, with these scented flowers, oh my, bow to the sacrificer, the lord of all animal life in the southwest. 
with these scented flowers. Oh my, bow to the image of the, the moon of devotion to the great God in the south with these scented flowers. Oh my, bow to the image of the sun or the light of wisdom to the Lord of all in the southeast. Om Namastu Stanabutaya Jyotir Lingatmane Namaha. I bow to the residence of all existence, to the subtlest consciousness of light. I bow. The four images are his reflections, the body of the universe, the giver of bliss. Om Namah Shivaya. I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And here is where we'll pause and do our job. You brought him inside. You established him inside. You put him in your fingers. You put him in your heart. You put him throughout your body. You put him all around you in every direction. Now, let's sit with him for a while. Remember, we invite him, we establish him, and then we meditate upon him. And afterwards, we're going to bring him out of our hearts and put him in a manifested position on our, an exalted position on our altar, and then we're going to serve him and offer to him and give him the most that we possibly can. Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha. Let's see if there are any questions before he proceeds. I have one. Uh -oh. <laughs> Your questions are tough. Uh, yeah, tough. It is not tough. Okay, we know Rudakshamala, and Hang Mala, and Manush Mala. Manush Jaga, and Karamala. Manush Jaga, Karamala Jaga, mm. and Rudaksha Jaga, what is the fruit? What is the fruit? When we always begin with that which is outside and that which is far away and bring it closer and closer and closer. We begin in the gross body, and then we move to the subtle body, and then to the causal body, and then we go to Turiya, to beyond all bodies. Boy, you have a nice body. We start with something gross that captivates our attention so that we can sit and focus our minds. And when we do the job for some time with a physical mala, I hold you in my right hand. Huh? So now I'm holding you in my right hand. This is a physical mala. I'm holding you in my right hand. Do you have all the energy within? I'm paying attention to you. I'm arresting my senses. I'm cloistering my senses. I'm bringing them inside. And as you come closer, and closer, I don't have to speak so loudly. Right now I'm talking in a loud voice because Srini and Rami are listening to us in Bengaluru. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I have to speak loudly so they can hear me, otherwise, uh, and, and Mr. Bishwanathan is, 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 just wrote me from Bengaluru as well, he's joining us as well. Uh, and Dibia is in Gurgaon. So we have so many friends around the world, I'm going to speak in a loud voice so that they can all hear me. But if I'm just speaking to the front row in the Devi Mandir, I don't have to be such a loud mouth, Swami. I could be a little softer, a little quieter. We like your loud voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. So when you're far away and when I'm just beginning and cultivating and developing my practice, I want to use the physical mala 
because it is an aid. It's an assistant. It's, it's got the energy. It's got the capacity. I feel it with me. I'm, I know it's time to say my mantra. But as I get more experienced and more habituated and the mantra is with me more of the time, I don't need something outside. I could just count on my fingers. Remember, this is called karmala, the hand, mala, the fingers. And we start in the middle, and we're counting the spaces. And this is the first space uh, it, on the ring finger. It's the middle space on the ring finger, and that's number one. And then go down, drop down one space is number two, and move over to the pinky finger on the bottom is number three. And in the middle, the space of the pinky finger is four, and the top space is number five. And then uh, we move back over to the ring finger on the top space, that's number six. And over to the middle finger, top space is seven. And the middle space eight nine and this one is ten and you don't use these two fingers because they're the ones that go like that and if I point to you then that means there's an eye here pointing at a you there so we exclude these two digits and you've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and that's the right hand and then on the left hand you've got a ten. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty, twenty, two times ten. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, that's thirty, three tens, and forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, one hundred, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and you can keep going if you want, and that's called karmala, and it's so much easier because you all, you, you don't have to take off this physical object and handle something outside, uh, you, it, your fingertips are always with you. Uh, so the karamala is a little more subtle from the gross mala. Well, after some time of counting on the karamala, you can count the mantras without even counting. In fact, there's no need to keep count. You can forget about how many mantras you recite. You can, that's called manas jap. A japa jap. Where the mantra is making japa of the sadhu, instead of the sadhu making japa of the mantra. So that's the difference between the different kinds of japa. There's external japa, there's quiet japa, and there's internal japa. A japa japa. The japa that you don't have to count. It just keeps going. It's like walking into a room with the mantra playing on a loop. You just hear the mantra all the time. And every other conversation is sort of like chatter that goes on top of the mantra. But the mantra is always there. So you like look at the screen and look at the movie at the same time. That's the difference between the mantra. Thank you. Yes. Are there other questions, please? We have a related question from Bharati. Namaste Bharatima. Is there ever a preference to using the mala rather than the finger count since both are physical? Yes. Yes, there is a preference. When you are doing a homa, you will want to count with a mala held in your left hand so that you can perform the offerings with your right hand. 
Uh, so if you have a sudden couple on Thursday night, we'll do 10,000 Om the Shivayas in the fire. And I can't do it with my right hand. I can't count and offer at the same time. So. <laughs> God made cures for every disease, but for an idiot and an imbecile, there's no cure. It just can't. It's too difficult. I'd rather use the mom. However, I will do puja on Thursday night. I'll do it on Wednesday too. But I'll do it Thursday too. And when I do puja, I don't, I don't need the mala to keep count. I can use my car mala. And after I earn out, and I do my full sun cope, and I do as many mantras, I, I do, I, I, like when I do pranpratishta, I do ten malas. That's a thousand, I call it a thousand, it's really a thousand and nine, or what, no, uh, how, do the math, Mr. Srini, <laughs> 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 professor, uh, ten malas, uh, what, uh, ten thousand nine, uh, huh, nine? 1080. 1080, see? She's not even the professor. Uh, no, no, there's 109. 1090. <laughs> okay, uh, that's one, uh, one demerit. Uh, Srini got a better answer. <laughs> I'm not going to ask my lawyer. <laughs> I could ask my accountant, but not my lawyer. That's okay. Uh, it, in the same way, it's actually a thousand and ninety mantras. And so if you, you always want to do a little bit more than you said you're going to do. So if the sankalpa is for a thousand mantras, then, or ten malas, do a thousand and ninety mantras. We have a question from Nanda in San Jose. Namaste Nanda Ma! Pranam. What is the significance of establishing a pot during puja? Does the pot represent the main deity of worship? Thank you. Yes, it does. And it means it represents the, not only the main deity of, uh, of worship, but it's the center focal point where all the deities converge into one divine being, one divine essence. And it's different from the murti because it's a deity that I just created right now just because I love you, just because I want to demonstrate the sincerity of my love for God. I made this deity come to life out of a pot and a coconut. Now, if that isn't stretching your imagination, if I could make God come to me in the form of a pot and a coconut wearing a, 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 a scarf over his head, well, in it, you could find divinity everywhere. As you practice establishing that light, Nanda, you establish the light and you establish the life force. If you can put it into a pot covered by a coconut, you can put it anywhere. If you can put it on a flower and put that flower on a yantra, you can put it anywhere. That means you can perceive divinity whenever you choose. That's freedom. That's true empowerment. So this practice of establishing the pot, establishing the yantra, establishing the fire, establishing the deity, pran pratishta, establishing the life force, this practice empowers you to see divinity wherever you choose. We have another mala-related question from Ambika. Namaste Ambika! Namaste Sam! If we are holding the mala in one hand, do we make a mudra with the other hand? You could, if you have nothing better to do. <laughs> How does, it affect, how does it affect the energy if the mudra is only being made with one hand? 
Oh, it affects it very, very nicely. For example, when we are offering in the fire, we hold the male in our left hand to do the count, and we use the Kalpatara Mudra, uh, or also known as Rig Mudra, by which we offer grains of rice into the fire. Now, here we've got the mahal in one hand, the mudra in the other hand, the offering is taking place. Uh, this is an example. If you're only doing jop, you could hold, a, hold the mala in your right hand. You could use a gyan mudra or, or uh, 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 tattva mudra. You, I mean, there are so many different mudras for the various functions that you choose to perform that you, you could use while you're using jop in the other hand. We have a question from Sadat Mananda. Namaste Sadat Mananda. Does the sacred thread relate in any way to the orange robes of a sadhu, or is it just a thread sadhus offer to God after being twice born? Actually, sannyasis don't wear a sacred thread. They even gave that up. Ah, every thread is sacred to them. The one on the wrist, the one around their neck, the one around their ear, the one on their They got lots of sacred things. Everything's sacred. Sannyas, to establish truth within. Uh, but Brahmins wear a sacred thread. Uh, and they do that part of the profession and part of the uniform and part of the outfit. And, but a lot, of, a lot of holy Brahmins understand the meaning. <laughs> yeah, the Srinivasans of the world, and they understand, they demonstrate that meaning through their every action, and you he can tell. Huh? Yeah, he has. Dig a little deeper. <laughs> he wears a sacred thread and he knows what it means and he knows why he wears the sacred thread and he's entitled to wear the sacred thread. We've been to other temples where people were covered in sacred threads. They didn't have the slightest idea what they meant and they didn't act like they knew either. <laughs> they just made a lot of noise and said, give me Dakshina. <laughs> Well, I have a sacred thread, and therefore you should pay me. That is not the meaning of a Brahman. So the sacred thread is something that Brahmins wear and sadhus will wear until they give up even the idea that I am a Brahman. Even the idea that I have a caste, or I have a creed, or I have a heritage, or I have a tradition, or I belong to a gotra, or a kul, or a tribe, or you become sannyasi and you just belong to God. Who has established truth within is Sanyas. He made Nyas of Satya. That's the meaning of Sanyas. He is established in truth and has established truth within his own self or her own self. And it's not about the color of the string or the color of your cloth or the color of the bindu or the... I, I, when I first arrived in India, I saw a man with a big tilak like this and I, somebody said, that's a Brahmin. I saw a man with a tilak like this, that's a Brahmin. Uh, and I saw a man with a bindi and that was a Brahmin. I saw a man with a, a, a three lines going out. He's a Brahmin. Whoa! They all had one thing in common. They were big and fat. <laughs> Uh, I, then I knew uh, Brahman meant somebody who's fat. <laughs> Obesity strikes in many ways. <laughs> Please. We have a question from Swarupananda. Namaste Swarupananda! Should we use the Mrigamudra to offer rice during our pujas as well? 
You can. It would be nice. Sometimes it does. It's not appropriate. It doesn't. It, it's not applicable. Uh, if it's applicable to what you're doing, for example, there are many times in blessing where we pick up the rice with the thumb and the forefinger and put it on top of the tilak and put it on top of the uh, the forehead. You can't do that with Marina Mudra. <laughs> it won't stick. In order to make it stick, you, you look at the the circumstances of your puja. When we make puja in, on the Purnamon there, we put the, we cover her with a, a fruit salad, and then we cover her with this big, thick glob of, of sandal paste, and then we put the rice on her forehead and stick it into the sandal paste. Now, if you use the Mriga Mudra, it won't stick. <laughs> you can't get it in there, so you use the thumb. Uh, Look at the purpose and the functions in your puja, Swarup, and then you can determine which mudras are applicable and when they are, when it's appropriate. Don't try to make rules. Uh, I, I, this is not about what thou shalt not do. <laughs> this is about thou shalt. Uh, so think about all the things you can do to demonstrate your love for God, and then do them. And let your heart lead the way. You know when you're doing it right. And don't let everybody say, oh, that's wrong, you use the wrong finger, you use the wrong... <laughs> 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 Wherever you go in life, there will be somebody standing there to say, don't do it like this. <laughs> don't worry. Do it. And you'll learn how to do it, and do it, and feel it, and you'll learn, and you'll experience, and you'll love more, and each time you love more, you learn more, each time you learn more, you know more, each time you know more, you feel closer, until you're one with God. Don't stop. We have a question from Koshiki in Canada. Namaste Koshiki Ma! I am trying very hard to learn to read Devanagari. When I write the letters and pronounce the letters, is that reciting a mantra? What would that be called? That would be called trying. <laughs> I once saw a book called Sanskrit Without Tears. I didn't believe a word of it. <laughs> You're not going to get Sanskrit without tears, I promise you. You will cry. <laughs> but it's a fun it's, it's a wonderful study. When I started thinking in Sanskrit, my vocabulary was so small, my thoughts became very simple. <laughs> it was really a joy. I couldn't say anything. Om. <laughs> Om. <laughs> it's a wonderful study, Koshiki. You are reciting the matrikas. The, the letters of Sanskrit are the matrikas, the little mothers. <laughs> Boy, somebody, somebody spells it a little differently, those mothers. But the little mothers, uh, they are really, they're, they're just delightful. They are the beaches of every vibration that can be expressed as you go through life. Every object, every relationship, every vibration that can be expressed, those mothers come and they give us form to the sounds. So those, there are swarbanjan uh, 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 and bunjanban, uh, uh, swabarn and bunjanban.
And Spire Barn is the sound. Those are the vowels. They make sound. 16 of them. And then the Bunjan uh, Barn, are, those are the consonants. And those are the mothers. They stand for all that can be that can evolve into manifested existence. So when you're reciting the alphabets, you're reciting the matric and the ass. And you just put it on a swar on the back of it, and you can have the you'll find that they're all located within your body because you are purush, you are full and complete and perfect consciousness. You wear all vibrations as a garment. So Koshiki, we go through the nyasas. You'll find them both in the advanced Shiva Puja and in the Cosmic Puja as well. And go through the Bahyam Amatika Nyasa and the Matika Nyasas, and you will establish all those Bij mantras within your, your existence. And then you become aware of them. It's a wonderful way to learn the alphabets. And especially, I gave the Roman with the Dave Nagri so that you'll be able to go through and learn how to pronounce and how to read in David Nagri as well. We have a question from Ryan in San Jose. Namaste, Ryan! You've, re you've said repeatedly that puja doesn't stop when we walk away from our altar. If that is the case, then is, it, then is it acceptable to use some of the mantras, like those for purifying water, or bowing to the primal energies in our asana, all the time? All the time! Every time I cross a bridge, I chant the, 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 the purification of water. Every time I drive down the road, I chant the mantras. Uh, cars, get out of my way! <laughs> That's a mantra. <laughs> Off the road, Toad! <laughs> Yes, Ryan, you can use the mantras. Get in your car, get behind the wheel. No one has the authority to tell you not to sing. Uh, you are the captain of the ship. Uh, and you get to sing any mantra you choose or all of them that you know or as much as you can sing. Sing them wherever you can without getting in trouble. <laughs> I mean, if you walk into your office singing mantras loudly, you're probably going to get in trouble. But if you walk into your private places and sing the mantras softly, I'm sure no one has any objection. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia Ma! Namaste. There's a certain progression of the puja so far. Can you explain what the progression is of what we covered today? What is it doing and where is it going? <laughs> you always play Stump the Swami, don't you love that game, Julia? You professors are all alike. Julia, we started off with purification. We, we, we did preparation, purification, invitation, and now we've established the form of the deity. We've established the God in a form, a personalized form of God that came only for me. And I breathed my soul into that, into that pot. And I breathed my love into that pot. And I established Siva's mantras into my fingers and my heart and my body and, and all through my brain and in every direction. There's only Shiva present in front of me imminently and transcendently. I live in Shiva Loka now. Uh, it's kind of a cool place to hang. Yeah. So here I am in Shiva Loka. And Shiva is in front of me, and Shiva's inside of me, and I have united with him. I am about 
to move into meditation, into a deeper meditation than the guided meditation that I've been doing just to get into this space. And look at the space we're in, Julia. I mean, we're in the beautiful temple with beautiful people and all the gods and goddesses have come. And I'm surrounded by flowers and candles and lights and fruits and sweets. And I've got the, this Pancha Amrita, this delicious nectar that we made coming from infinite consciousness and individual consciousness and illumination and, and nourishment and sweetness. And I mixed it all together just to show the sincerity of my love for God. Julia, look where we're sitting right now, just in the presence of God. I got this pot. I collected waters from every Tirtha all around the world, all the pilgrimage places, all the places of beauty, all the places of holiness. I've invited the gods. I've invited Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. And they came and they swept up all the leaves and they threw out all the garbage and they cleaned up the ashram. And I'm so proud that they would come and visit us. And Srini and Rami came from Bangaluru. Can you imagine that? Uh, they got tired of listening me and shout all the way to, to India. Uh, so, in the same way, Julia, we're about to go into deep, deep meditation. And stay there until that silence becomes the reality of our lives. And all that we do outside is manifestation on the stage of silence. So we have the unmanifest being the stage upon which the manifest will dance. Will you come and dance with me? <laughs> well then I'm going to take Shiva out of my heart after I meditate. I'm going to take him out of my heart. I'm going to put him on the altar. I'm going to say, okay Shiva, now that you're here I want to tell you the real reason I invited you. I've got a song to sing, <laughs> and I'm not stopping until you tell me to. I'm going to say, Jabotong Pujayishami, Tabotong Shustirababa. Just as long as I continue to worship you, you have no authority to get up and go anywhere else. Tabotong Shustirababa. You just sit there. And take it like a man. Because <laughs> I'm going to dish it out. If you don't like my singing, that's too bad. I'm, I invited you here. I cooked for you. I, you have no choice but to eat it. I'm not stopping to sing until you finish every bite on your plate. That means you are great devotee. <laughs> I'm going to make you as uncomfortable as I possibly can. I'll make as much noise as I possibly can until you stop everything else you're doing and pay attention exclusively to me. Julia, that's where we're going. We have a technical question from Sadatmananda. Yes, please. <laughs> Is the sindoor in sandal paste left on our finger after the puja considered as prasad? Absolutely! <laughs> That's where you get your tilaks. Can you don't get to apply directly to your forehead. Can it be eaten? No! <laughs> Absolutely not! Sindoor <laughs> contains lead and that's, uh, it gets pretty heavy. It contains uh, what, uh, 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 mercury.
mercury, uh, mercury, and you don't want to eat the cinder, and the kumkum is, is made out of, oh, stop it, you don't want to eat that stuff. You don't have to eat, it all doesn't go to the stomach, everything doesn't go in your mouth. We have a technical question from Vivekananda. Vivek, what's your technical question? <laughs> the Pujanavidya baths and the baths starting on page uh, 102 confuse me. We're offering turmeric to the fruit, but then we start bathing the lingam? Is this correct? Who do we bathe and when? Well, there are many different ways to do it. Uh, for us in the Devi Mandir, we put a bowl in front of the Shiva Lingam and we pour all the baths into the bowl and then we get to eat it after we're done. Now, on Shivaratri, we're going to put all the baths on the Shiva Lingam and then they'll flow off the Shiva Lingam into a bowl and we're going to take all of that milk and yogurt and ghee and honey and sugar and we're going to bake a cake. So at the end of the Shivaratri for breakfast, we get this delicious, yummy cake. Kamala was the best at that. She was really the expert baker. Mm. Kamala, maybe you'll come and make a cake. <laughs> we have a question from Ramya in Bangalore. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, I believe in air travel too. <laughs> Teleportation, huh? Yes, please. What did Rami ask? In the Sadhana Panchakam, it says, carry yourself as a great renunciate. Can you please help us understand how we can implement this? No. <laughs> if I could understand, I wouldn't be running an ashram. I'd be a sadhu in India sitting under a tree on the, on the top of a mountain. But I can hypothesize, because there were times in my life where I got to sit on top of a mountain. And the, a renunciate just cares for the basic minimum. What is the most conducive environment in which I can sit and do the puja? That's the primary objective of my life, is to create the environment wherever I go, the first thing I've got to do is get my puja together. And the next thing I probably have to do is get water. And then the third thing is wood. And life becomes pretty simple when you need puja, water, and wood. And that's it. You don't have to think about your class plan, and you don't think about your business plan, and you don't think about your website, and you don't think about your Facebook, and your Twitter, and your Instagram, and WhatsApp. <laughs> you just think about the puja, the water, and the wood. And you can always find something to, to nourish yourself with if you've got those ingredients. In the Himalayas we used to find the lingra, uh, the jungle ferns. <laughs> uh, uh, here they call them uh, fiddlehead ferns. Uh, uh, we, we buy them in the store. <laughs> but in, in the Himalayas, they grow in all the, in all the uh, wherever you find a waterfall, you find a marshy area off to the side, and you can always, anywhere below 9,000 feet altitude, you can find fiddlehead ferns, and they're delicious. They're like really tender asparagus. Mm. Mm. Swami got greedy. <laughs> <laughs> Swami got greedy. <laughs>
Yeah, so I mean, you're going to always find something with which to put your diet together if you've got water and you've got wood, but the first thing you want to do is get your puja together. Because if you can't do puja there, then what's the point of staying? And if you can do the puja, who cares what you eat? I mean, you can at least stay for three days before you have to, or four, <laughs> or you can stretch it out a little bit. So, when, you, when you're submerged in puja as a way of life, then the puja becomes the primary challenge. How do I organize my puja? And then you need water. You want to drink something from time to time. So you try to find a stream or a river or a, a, a brook or a waterfall or a, uh, some kind of water source. That's clean water that you can drink. And then you can bathe, too. <laughs> and if you got wood, you can make a little fire at night. <laughs> you can do home. <laughs> yes, please. We have a question from Nanda. Yes, Nanda Ma. If establishing the pot is to perceive divinity wherever we choose, why then would we want to remove the prana from the object at the end of the puja? So that you can put it there again tomorrow. <laughs> I make a deal with God. Hey, God, this is our contract. As long as I worship you, you have to stay still. As long as I'm doing this puja, for so long you sit still. Now, I also have the implied covenant there, <coughs> counselor. The implied covenant is that when I stop worshiping you, you're free to go anywhere you want. <laughs> I mean, it's implied in the definition. So therefore, I have the duty to remove the prawn and set you free. So you can go, I mean, there might be some other devotees who are calling you too. <laughs> I'm sure Srini will want to call. He's got a sacred thread. <laughs> so, Nandama, we remove the prawn so that we set God free so that if any other devotee is calling upon God, God is free to go visit that devotee too. Can't you, why women cannot wear sacred <laughs> They can. They can. There's no objection. There's no prohibition. It's just a custom. And it's a custom made by Brahmin men. <laughs> but in the Devi Mandir, any woman could wear a sacred thread if she chooses, uh, if it's appropriate for her circumstance in life, if she chooses to lead the life of a Brahmin, then there's no reason why she couldn't you, but she has to honor that vow. It can't be, I choose to lead the life of a Brahmin so long as it's convenient to me, and then when God doesn't, I don't want God to see what I'm going to do next, I'm going to remove this sacred thread. <laughs> that won't work. It's so fun. <laughs> you want to, <laughs> to take off the sacred thread? Oh, you want them to? Oh, yeah, we can, we can certainly in, in, inspire people to receive the investiture with the sacred thread. And there's absolutely no scriptural injunction which prohibits the wearing of a sacred thread by woman. There is a Brahmanical custom, unspoken, not written. Oh, and 
we get we in the Kali Puja we offer a sacred thread in the Durga Puja we offer a sacred thread. if Kali and Durga can wear one why can't Gauri and Shankari why can't Shivani and Pratima ah ah you'll freak them all out <laughs> Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste